It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app and Elliot Shore Parks. Let me tell you, I've been talking about how this week is moving so slowly. I need to get to the game. I woke up this morning feeling the juice, dude. Like I'm, <laughs> I will. We are good. we we are there, buddy. We are days away from yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles playing in the freaking Super Bowl in front of the world. Jalen Hurts taking center stage. Nick Sirianni showing the world how much fun he is. Like, I'm I'm so ready, dude. I am so ready. I'm so ready. Let's go. Good morning. We we, we um, coordinated on separate coasts wearing the outfits. We didn't even know. This is how ready we are for those watching the video. We're wearing the same outfit. Come on. I know. Look at the look at the synergy. Look at the synergy. Um, no, I mean, look. Normally do small talk to start, but I feel like there's so much to get into. I'll just jump right into it. Yeah, well, first, 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 rate and review the podcast. Yes, rate and review the podcast. It really helps us. As you know, I'm really bad at promoting us, so help (laughs) us out. Promote for us. Uh, seriously though, like it really does help people find the podcast, especially now with you know, people looking for Eagles stuff. It really looking for Eagles pods. Yeah, rate help help them find us. All that good stuff. And again, uh, if nothing else, make Elliot smile. So uh, it really, really does help us. Auto-download, if for nothing else, then you could be an auto-downloader. You could be one of the the real one auto. Because that is the new real one. It used to be real ones. Now it's auto-downloaders is like the next step. So Exactly. It's like the realest of the real. The realest of the real. Exactly. So we appreciate it. So you mentioned how the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, which I can confirm. I'm here. They're definitely in the Super Bowl. So, yes. Yeah, yesterday uh, Jalen Hurts had a press conference, and obviously he's spoken already twice this week. He spoke at media night. He was really good. He spoke on uh, Tuesday. Very good. Yesterday, which is was Wednesday, my days are like, it all just blends Oh, bad, especially for you. Yeah. Like, it's been a slow yeah. week for us here. I can imagine out there, not necessarily slow, but I can imagine that it kind of all just mushes. At it all just here, blends like, together. At least here yesterday, I knew we did ask me anything on the air. So Yeah, there's like a Wednesday. sense of normal. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, Jalen spoke yesterday, and it was a similar setup to media night. Not as wild, obviously, but... It was a huge kind of ballroom. He was on stage. There were there were reporters from all over the world, France, uh, just like all types of places, right? 
And let me tell you, like, look, we can nitpick parts of his game and like, blah, whatever. But dude, if you could, I'll say, I'll say it again. If you could build a quarterback from clay, that's what you want him to look like. Like the dude is unbelievable, man. Honestly, he's maybe up. if you could just build a human from that's from what I'm saying. Clay. Like he's just like he's perfect. It's like dude. it's like so he perfect. was a it's like he's almost like a robot that was designed to represent a franchise as You're, a quarterback. Dude, and, I mean it's everything. And, it's everything, Elliot. I mean, even like yeah. even like his agent team and this and that, like he's like perfect in every yeah. way. Well, like, well that's he what it's every box. That's what I'm saying. So He's up there. He's 24 years old, as we say often. He's giving like this beautiful answer about his dad and how much his dad means to him and like how he raised him. And then he goes into another answer about how the team that he has around him, which is an all female team, all and like female team. Yeah. And and how he, you know, he I, I think it was MJ that had the quote, but he said it was either MJ or Kobe. And how he remembers that, you know, some people save up a lot of money to go see a game and he always wants to put on a show. And it's like, look, ultimately, teams play. They, they pay players because they're good players. That's why they get paid, right? You see it all the time where bad people around the league get money, right? Because yep. they can play. But here's Maybe the good on news. the team we're facing now. Go ahead. Just had to. Uh, little little one. Just a little one. They're um, the enemy, Elliot. They are the enemy. Go ahead. They are the enemy. Uh, but like Jalen's going to get paid because he's a good guy. But the other thing is when you're paying a quarterback to be your franchise guy, it matters who he is or it should matter, I should say. I would say more than any other sport, Elliot. I would say, yeah, I would agree with that. Quarterback is the most important uh, face of a franchise in all sports, like at least on average. You know, they're players. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And and by do by when the Eagles pay Jalen, they're going to get a quarterback that they know can take them to the Super Bowl, and that they know, you know, we'll find on Sunday. But we can already say, like, they could win championships with Jalen, even if they lose on Sunday. They can. It's yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So. So, but what they're also getting with Jalen, and it was on display, and it's been on display this week in Arizona, is just the 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 best guy you could have to represent your team. He's he's cool, he's nice, he's thoughtful, like you know, all these things. For what it's worth, he's like, you know, he's African American and he's representative of like, you know, a large portion of fam. Like he's just he's he's everything that you want in a franchise quarterback as a person. And I really think that was that was on display and I, the Eagles fans, I'll say Jeffrey Lurie and the organization and everything, but I'll say the Eagles fans, Eagles fans should be really proud to have this guy uh, as their quarterback. And I don't think there's many people that are still holding out, but if you are one of those people that are still like you were wrong about Jalen and you're in, and you're just insisting on not admitting you were wrong, just give it up, man. Like root for the guy, root for the guy because he's, he's, he's worthy of being rooted for. I Elliot. So I love, I love this message. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And I think there are very few, but I know some like my buddy, CJ, I love her care. I love you. She is, she is still holding out. She's just not ready to fully give into it. And it's like, at this point, like what more do you need to see from this kid, especially in this city? Like all we talk about in this city is wanting someone who's going to give it all they got. Like that's our, our baseline, right? We want talent. We want this, we want that. But like, the basic thing you have to do here, like the one thing you have to do to really, really be beloved in this city is just give us what you got in you. Always try hard, always work hard, always give it a hundred percent. And this is like the guy with that. He's yeah. that times a million. He's like, he's that even more than like Chase Utley. He feels like Chase Utley <laughs> on steroids. It's crazy. I agree. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And I've talked about like, I honestly believe I don't like, and I don't remember Brady at 24 quite as well. I was obviously cognizant for it and remember it, but like, I'm, I don't remember anyone like, and I'm Brady might've been like this. If I had been covering the Patriots at that time, maybe I would have said the same things, but in my lifetime covering sports, I've never been around someone his age, someone at the age of 24 who is as composed as together as on top of it as just right about everything as hardworking as dedicated as competitive like all these things that if to your point and I love the way you've been phrasing this thing because I think it's the perfect way to say it like if you were to take all the not just on the field but overall all the mm-hmm. the skill sets and and um you know uh things that a human has in them and abilities and all that and put it and build someone to be a leader of a franchise like this kid has it all he has yeah. it all it's like he was built in a lab to be the face of a franchise it is yeah. we are we are so 
freaking lucky. And, well, and again, I just want to emphasize, it's not just that it's Hurts. It's Hurts in Philadelphia. It's it's not only is he perfect, but he is the perfect person for this city. Well, and the other part of that, too, is, you know, we're using the built-in a lab reference and clay and all that. You know, part of it is, like, he went to Alabama and Oklahoma. Like, you know, there, there's a reason, you know, look, I hate paying my student loans. I got all types of thoughts on, uh, on, on colleges. But the bottom line is there are just certain schools that are better training people for, for, for jobs and things, right? Like, I went to Temple. There's a ton of Temple media members in the city. Like, he went to, prof- he went to essentially, like, a professional football school. And people can look and go, well, Alabama and Oklahoma quarterbacks maybe like, on the field, whatever. Bottom line is he's essentially been a pro quarterback for, I don't know, the last seven years of his life, right? So he's used to it. And, like, he steps up on the stage. And, again, he has people from Paris asking him if he's going to bring the trophy to, you know, a, a PSG game. Like, and he just takes each question with with just, like, complete, completely in stride. So, you know, we're going to get into the game thoughtful, here. And he's thoughtful, and he answers them, and he, like, he doesn't, yeah. like – make fun of people for asking it and all that. Like the closest he got when it was even, you know, it was cool. But when he did the the thing with that reporter on media night where the guy was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't think you'd get here. Like, sorry, man. And he's like, cool. And even yeah. that, like, he was yeah. just cool about it. But that was as close as he got to even like kind of joking around, like smiling with, but like, he's just, he's, he's takes everything and, and, and doesn't like, he doesn't put people down. He doesn't, shirk off responsibilities he doesn't like you know it's just it's we've only seen a couple times and there have been them the jeff mcclain thing happened like there have been a few times over his time here where he's bristled the tiniest bit but but it's nothing and those stand out because he never does yeah and you know to move it past jalen a little bit too yeah let's get to the game i'm ready buddy yeah well this well the reason i'm gonna go with this is like being around the team this week, and especially yesterday, because yesterday was a chance. So the, the setup was they were all in a huge ballroom. They're all at different tables. So it was not like the locker room, but it was similar in the way that they were all just able to be around each other with the media there. And it's not just Jalen. Like Devontae Smith, I think he said this earlier in the week, but he was asked about you know playing in a big game. And he was like, well, I was built for this, so it's no big deal. I talked to Jordan Davis about playing in a big game. And now, look, he's not going to get a ton of snaps, and neither is N'Kobe for what it's worth. But both of them were just saying, like, yeah, you know, this is this is just no kind deal. of what we do, what we right? Do. Like, yeah, like Landon Dickerson, like this is just kind of what he does. So one thing I've definitely picked up on now that I've been around the team uh, four times, three times this week, they're just the same, man. Like, you don't see yeah. them acting any different. And their, their kind of calmness in this thing um, – has started to make me view the game, uh, you know, potentially a little differently. So I, I think that as the week goes on, you can see that this team just, I mean, even Nick, Nick, Nick feels ready for it too. So yeah, I think they're in a really good place. Well, that's what we had Ronnie McLeod on the air at the end of last week. And that was something he talked about was the idea that back in 2017, he thought the most important thing that that team did was they kept it normal. They just yeah. did what they do. And it just, as much as, as it could possibly feel like another week, it felt like another week, he said. And they they did their Saturday dinner and they did, you know, practice the same way they would. And they were, you know, it didn't feel too big for them. And that that's good to hear. I, not that I expected it to, but, you know, those are, if you're looking at the, all right, what could happen? You know, because we know the Eagles are a better football team. So you have to find reasons for them not to win. It's the, oh, the experience, this, and we don't, I, I don't think, you know, we saw in 2017 that that, that it definitely doesn't necessarily have to matter. Um, yeah. But it's good to hear that that this week doesn't, at least to you, feel too big for them. All right, let's get yeah. into, because yesterday you had seven reasons ready to roll about and why just, this team is going to, and then and then we just happen. never got there. And then we it ended up talking it. about you. We talked about Radio Row. The internet wasn't great. You know, we, I moved we tables. Got out. We got yeah, out. It was, so now it was we're here. Adventure. Seven yeah. reasons. Let's start, All my right. friend, because so let me just, just say right off the up. top, I, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to I'm gonna just tell you I have one reason the Eagles are better, but I want to hear okay. your seven. So go ahead. All right. And yeah. All right. So here would be my seven reasons. Like, so I, I will say like some, some self-evaluation on Elliott Short Parks. Ooh. When the, when the matchup, when the matchup first started, my initial gut reaction was, I do not think they're going to win. And I do wonder if over the last week I've spent time convincing myself why I think that as opposed to like looking at reasons the Eagles could win because once I felt the gut reaction is I wasn't going to pick them. Maybe I view things differently. When I looked at stats, like I'm just 
being completely honest, right? So I tried to spend some time these past few days looking like, okay, if the Eagles were going to win the game, how would they win the game? And here, here's what I came up with. So the first one is, this is, you know, I've said this for every playoff game so far, winning at the line of scrimmage, right? My concern for the game We're starting is off the with a hot take. I see how it is. Thank you. Got yeah. Winning yeah, exactly. the trenches. Start, in winning hot. the trenches, number one. <laughs> but, but, but here's what, yeah, exactly. Here, no, here's I, I'm, I'm with you. It's a great point. Here, here's why I'm starting with that, though, because my one of my main concerns for this game has been that the Chiefs' offensive line is a very good pass-blocking offensive line and that the Chiefs' defensive line is the second-best pass rush in the league. So I think that'll cause problems. But on the flip side of that, the Eagles are better as a pass rush, and I think as an offensive line, the Eagles are better. We could certainly debate pass rush. I think the Chiefs are probably better at pass well, uh, at, I'm throw- sorry, pass blocking, pass blocking. Oh, okay, can I throw a quick pass rush stat at you? I don't know if you saw this one. This is from from our buddy Shokapadia. I thought this was a great because um, we've talked about oh, you know, the the Chiefs have a good pass rush too. Do you know that the difference in sack rate between the Eagles were obviously number one in the NFL? And number two, so number two in sack, just mm-hmm. pure sack rate was the Patriots this year. The difference in sack rate between the Eagles at number one and the Patriots at number two is the same difference between the number two Patriots and the number 29 Cincinnati wow. Bengals. That yeah. is an astounding stat. It is. It is. So now look, the Chiefs offensive line's good, but... On the flip side, the Chiefs are also used to winning at the line of scrimmage when they play games, just like the Eagles are. And if the Eagles can win their matchups, then they can absolutely win the game. So I think it starts with they're going to have to get the best games of the year from their line of scrimmages, just point blank. The pass rush is going to have to be as special as it's shown it can be. And the and the pass blocking is going to have to be better than it's been this year. Like, my lot is going to have to play his best game of the year. Lane's going to ha- just have to be Lane. But especially the interior, Kelsey against Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to need the size of say of uh, Landon Dickerson and say Malu's big too. He's not as big as Dickerson, but ultimately you're going to need the interior of the line to play well. But if the Eagles play their A game on the interior uh, on the trenches, I, their A game is better than the Chiefs' A game uh, in well, the trenches. So you're going to need that. So that's number one. They have to win at the line of scrimmage. Real quick on that too, something we've talked a lot about like legacies in terms of Reed and Sirianni and Mahomes and Hurts and all that. But think about, we've not talked a ton about these lines and the potential legacies that are there. I mean, like Mm -hmm. obviously like if this Eagles D line has a big Super Bowl and they get to Mahomes and they're talking about this game, similar to the Tampa Bay game where they got to Mahomes and all that, like, like this defensive line will be considered one of the great. It's already numbers wise one of the greats we've ever seen in the history of yeah. the sport, just factually. But they have a chance to actually like be considered that. You know, if they go into yeah. the Super Bowl and they're dominant, people will talk about this defensive line as one of the best in the history of football. And same for the offensive line, especially when you consider how great they've been the last few years, especially the last two years with the run game. If they can run on this Cincinnati team, if they can put up big numbers with the 364 they had earlier this year and the multiple games over 250 and all that, I do think this offensive line, there is a chance that there becomes a narrative after, wow, like 90s Cowboys, you know, whoever you want to talk about, that it becomes talked about in those type of reverent terms as well (laughs) i agree and the last thing i'll say about the chief's offensive line is um and scott actually brought this up which made me think of it shout out to scott in the chat um if you if you look at their line their tackles are the weak part of the line like the interior of their without a doubt yeah really good exactly yep joe thunny is very good but if you look at their tackles so the tackles like mylotta and lane if you were to rank all four tackles in the game it would be Lane, my lot. Yeah, they would be one and two, right? So Wiley's I think been that, particularly bad in, in pass blocking this season, like uh, if, yeah. at least numbers-wise. So what's interesting is, again, like as a whole, they are, they are per the stats, the best pass blocking uh, offensive line in the league. But I think it's because the interior is so good, and I also think it's because they get the ball out quick. Like and Mahomes if you look is at, so good. Not just yeah. that, it's also that Mahomes avoids stuff. You know, we talk about yep. what a magician he is. Like he helps not have sacks because of himself and what he does. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I do think the quick game is going to be part of it for the Chiefs. They're going to try to get the ball out quick to the sides. And look, tackling will be huge, like McKinnon, like all these things. It's going to be a big part of it. But I do think the Eagles can win on the pass rush on the edges. In the interior, it's going to be tough. Like Fletcher, Javon, like it's it can, it's going to be a tough game, I think, for them. They can win, but it's just a tougher matchup. But you're really going to need – and, man, I talked to Hassan Reddick yesterday – 
that dude is fired up. Like I, I know players give quotes, but just being there, feeling his energy. I mean, think about it. This is a guy that's felt supremely disrespected yeah. at every stage of his career, basically. And now he's in college. Biggest... He was a walk on yeah. at Temple. He walked 100%. on. It's not like yeah. he walked on at Alabama. He walked on at freaking Temple. No offense to us, Elliot, but we know where our football program's at. A amen. So he, I asked him yesterday about if he feels like at this stage, he's ready to show the world. And just like, I can't describe, like I posted the video on my Instagram, shout out to that plug right there, but just like the vibe of what his answer was. I mean, this guy is playing better than any edge rusher in the NFL, like uh, right now, like over no since doubt. December or whatever. No right. Doubt. So I think he is ready to go and have a massive game again. That's in Arizona where he started his career. In Arizona, yeah. Synchronicity to it too. Against vulnerable tackles, right? Yeah. So, you know, Super Bowl MVP, he's going to match yeah. up against Wiley, the, the more vulnerable, the two more often Exactly, as well. yeah. So, so number one, win at the line of scrimmage. And I think their tackles are really vulnerable on the Chiefs offensive line. Love um, it, too. Might have to go through two. them slightly quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the long <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a long one. I mean, I, you know, I'll do this all day, but yeah. Me all right, too, so, me too, buddy. We got 30 minutes. Right. That's not bad. Yeah, no, we got it. Don't worry. All right, number two. Although I guess you have your epic final take that your or final thought. Yeah, it's not, look, it won't so. take that long. It's more just that I I do not expect. So just to tease it, I do not expect you to ever have heard of it. And I'm Perfect. very so it's a movie. Well, I'm very <laughs> no. It's 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 a it's a a principle. I'll say. And okay. I, I'm intrigued to see how the listeners respond to it. Who's heard of it? Who's interested in it? And who agrees with me? That's what all I'm right. Saying. Number two. Again, ready for another fire take? Win the turnover battle. Oh, so there you go, right? But, but here's an interesting fact. So on the year, in terms of winning the turnover battle, so not their record in the games, but the games where they won the turnover battle, they get a W. Where they lose the turnover battle, battle they get an L. The Chiefs are 8-8-3, eight, eight, and three, so dead even. They do not win the turnover battle very often. The, the Eagles this year, 12-5-2. So the Eagles are used to winning the turnover battle. The Chiefs are not. The Chiefs barely, again, they're literally exactly even in it, right? So ultimately, if you talk about what wins games, first of all, clearly line of scrimmage. But also, it's who wins the turnover battle. And at both of these things we've talked about, the Eagles probably have the edge, especially in the turnover battle. Like the Eagles, and I know the second half of the year wasn't as good, but they won the turunover battle, I believe, in both playoff games. And that, you know, ultimately like they're well, just they better turned, at it. They haven't turned the ball over in the playoffs. Yeah. And I just can't remember if the, if, oh yeah, the Niners did turn it over and as did the Yeah, Well, yeah, the, the, the Brock yeah. Purdy fumble thing, you know, right. the arm, the way it play got knocked out of was a fumble. Yep, exactly. The Niners have been talking about that quite a bit. So, um, really? yeah, I, I haven't yeah, heard him mention bit. it. Oh, I thought they just, you know, said we got beat and went home. I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Not. Um, real quick, there's a guy, uh, people in the chat are talking, and I gotta say, I'm loving it. it I, it's my it's favorite. It's so thing. cool. It's so cool. Everyone's going back and like forth. This. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's the same people. Shout out to yeah. Jeff, our buddy Jeff Crawley in the chat now. Jeff is like, in there. Yeah, Jeff's the and there was a fire, fire taken there from somebody. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, it was, the Andre, oh, it was Andre Dillon. Yeah, the Andre Dillon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That was for Sean. I love it. Just you guys, very, very good. You, you're making right. this, this uh, whole experience so much more fun. Yeah. So if you're not listening to it live or on the YouTube stream, you're extremely missing out right now. Okay. Oh, so Debo fumble in the fourth too. Shout out to Drew. Good call. That's right. All right. So um, win the turnover battle. The Chiefs never do it. The Eagles do it all the time. Boom. What's next? All right. Number three, red zone offense. The Chiefs are 30th in the NFL in red zone offense. The Eagles are third in the NFL in red. I'm sorry. Chiefs are 30th in the league in red zone defense. The Eagles are third in the league in red zone offense. So the Chiefs have one of the worst red zone uh, defenses in the NFL. The Eagles have the third best red zone offense in the NFL. Now, just to kind of flip that, if you look at it, the Eagles defense is 11th. So they have, you know, right, right there with a top 10 red zone defense. The Chiefs off uh, red zone offense is second. So Eagles and Chiefs offenses, both really good in the red zone. The difference is the Chiefs defense is horrendous in the red zone. So you think back to the 2017 Super Bowl, right? How did they win that game? They were aggressive, but also they scored touchdowns. Like they didn't, they didn't end drives and field goals. So to me, a big key here is who's going to win in the red zone because the Eagles are capable of, you know, potentially like holding the Chiefs offense out of the red, out of the end zone one or two times. They're probably, I mean, the Chiefs are going to score touchdowns. It is what it is. But the Eagles' offense against that defense, if they can get inside the twenty, have has a better chance of ending with uh, with seven points than than three. So, key downs, like, and we're going to get into that on this next one too. Key downs, I think the Eagles have advantages, and that starts in the red zone. Love it. 
Yeah, you're you're hitting right. the it's like the mad libs of important but I here's I the thing here but here's what I like about this is you're taking the things that you would expect, you know, turnovers, bread right. and stuff, but you're telling why. And that's why you're the best. Yeah. Full Thank stats. You. I appreciate um, it. Keep it rolling. Yeah, many say I'm the next Dimger. But all right, so <laughs> <laughs> people do say that to you for what it's worth. I've heard it with my own. Sometimes ears. unironically. Um, okay. So <laughs> all right. The next <laughs> yeah, all right. The next key down. Win on third down. Another fire take on what wins football games. Wow. But again, Mad Libs, buddy. I like it. But again, like the Chiefs are not as good on third down. And it's the same thing as the red zone where the Eagles are uh, 10th in the league on red on third down defense. So they have one of the top 10 defenses in the league on third down. And their offense is fourth. So they have an outstanding offense on third down. So the Eagles on third down are both on, are good on both units. The Chiefs on third down defense, once again, 17th like the, it's the it's the weakest unit of the four because the Chiefs offense is obviously good on third down they're they're second in the league but the Chiefs defense is 17th and where I'll combine these together is we were debating this yesterday um on WIP like does Jalen need to be special for them to win the game and I think the answer is obviously yes but that doesn't mean he needs to throw for 400 yards and catch a touchdown like Nick Foles does what I think Jalen needs to do is on key downs like there's going to be 15 plays in the game third downs, third downs in the red zone, right? And on those plays, he has to be special. I'm okay if they come out and they want to feature the run because they think they can do it. But even if you feature the run, you're going to be in third and longs. You're going to be at third and five and, you know, third and goal at the five, right? Like those downs, Jalen has to be special. And against this Chiefs defense, it is he's capable of doing it. He's not going against an, an, an elite defense. Like, and especially, again, especially on key downs. I think what the Chiefs do is, they win so often early on, right? Like with their with their with their uh, their pass rush. But ultimately, when it comes to the key downs, the Chiefs' defense is vulnerable. So uh, combining those two, Jalen has to be special in the red zone and on third down. Yeah, I love that, and I and I do expect it. And to your point, um, you know, this Chiefs' defense is not at no point have I watched them and been blown away by them. I feel like there's real opportunity. I mean, you look at their schedule all season. You know, everyone rips the Eagles for not playing great offenses. Like outside of the Bengals and the Bills, yeah. you know, they really didn't face any good offenses this year. I mean, I they know. faced the Raiders and the Broncos and Seattle and Houston, the Broncos again, and the Rams. Oh, the Chargers. They had to face Herbert. And Herbert put up 27 points on them the first time and 24 or yeah, 24 mm. the other time. So like um, and Herbert also not as dynamic. And also, I think also what stands out when you look at the list of teams that they played. Um, really not a lot of mobile quarterbacks on the list. They've not seen a ton, uh, really yeah. anyone like Hurts. I mean, Allen, the closest thing on their schedule to Hurts, and obviously a different style, a different player. And guess what? Allen beat them. So, Well, um, and also, like, Allen's extremely reckless against them. Yeah, like, he's a true. very reckless quarterback. That's so that's that's another major difference. Um, all right, all right number, yeah, five. number five. So we're really flying through these bad boys we're now. Doing great. Um, this is phenomenal. We got, we're, we got, all, we got, this is great. I'm very happy. All right, so I, I really, real quick, just cause we got time. I'll just say, I really did wake up this morning. Like feel like yesterday, honestly, yesterday kind of sucked for me. Like, you know, those days where yeah, everyone seemed just, in a feisty mood yesterday, dude, it was one of those <laughs> days where, and it wasn't anyone's fault, but everyone was getting on my nerves. Like it was just like everything, everyone yeah. did. Like, and I think it was because like, it was the, the middle day of the week. And I was just kind of like, Get this, like, I need this already. And to, this right. morning I woke up juice. This morning I woke I up tell. Like, ready to roll into the four days and it's super Well, time, the I'm funniest thing great. is, so, like, when we agreed to do the daily pods, we, like, decided on a time. Like, we're going to leave at 7 a.m. and we're going to yes. do them on the road at, you know, yes. 8, 20 year time, right? Literally every time one of us has texted each other, like, hey, I'm going to be ready early. The other person's like, all right, yeah, definitely. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, it's, you know, 620 in the morning here when we started. We, we started at, you know, 6 or whatever, 605. Well, instead I'm texting you at like, see, your time, like 530, being like, hey, I can be ready at, at 610 your time. Yeah. You're like, let's it go. It was buddy. 515 or something like Phoenix time when you texted me. Yeah. Um, all right. Number five, another key to winning a game, but why I think the Eagles can do it. Get a lead early and control the clock. The Eagles are one of the best teams in the league when it comes to scoring first quarter points. Um, we've seen that, right? They, they've improved at it as it's gone on. But what the Eagles can also do is they can control the clock. So if the Eagles can get up, like, if they can just jump on the Chiefs, and I think that'll be hard. This one's probably a bit of a stretch. But if they can jump on the Chiefs, get up 7 to nothing, get up, like, 10 to nothing, right? That would obviously be ideal. But even if it's 14 to 7, whatever, they can control the clock in the way that, 
the the Chiefs are 18th in the league in uh, yards per carry allowed. Like you can run on the Chiefs, and the Eagles can run on absolutely anybody. Like, ab- I mean, literally, absolutely anybody. Literally, they, they can yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it doesn't even really matter what the Chiefs are per yards carry, but we know that they're bad at it. So, if the Eagles have to kill, like if you remember in the Super Bowl uh, against the Patriots or late in the game, they were down at that point. So not the same scenario, but the, the Patriots were really moving the ball. It's when they couldn't stop Gronk. They had taken the lead back. And you're, I remember sitting in the press box and saying, man, the Eagles are only going to win this game if they can hold the ball for like nine minutes. And that's what they did. They went down the field and they held the ball. I think the drive was, I don't know, maybe it was like seven minutes. It was like seven minutes. minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, It was long. It was like a large portion of the quarter. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles can get a lead or need to like keep the Chiefs offense off the field, they're definitely capable of doing that. They're they're hundred percent are. So so that is that that's good news. Like I know we've gone into some games wondering if they can run the ball, and they always can. But this is definitely a game where if they need to control the clock and they need to keep a potentially red hot Chiefs offense off the field, they can do it. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And like while you've pointed out this week that the Chiefs can run, um, they don't. They just don't. And it's Andy Reid. They, like, they don't. I'm yeah. sorry. They're we know that in the league. Yeah. We know what Andy's going to do. He's not going to run the ball. Even if it's working, even if Pacheco's getting 10 yards a clip, Andy's going to go back to throwing it. It's just what he does. So I'm with you. I think that you look at these two teams. I think the Eagles are clearly the one who can, you know, really possess the ball, you know, salt the game away if they need to and all that. I think that, yeah. that's a big part of, of this game potential. Would you take the ball first? No. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I, although, wait, let me think on that. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Ultimately, for the same reason as we did last week, because if you take the ball, you have to score. Like, you have to score. Whereas, if you don't, look, you don't want to fall behind, obviously, but the pressure is then on the Chiefs to score. So, I would not, but I will say if they do it, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't kill him for it. I like yeah, the idea. I'm of good either way. And I'm good I'm either go- way. I'm good either way. I, I'm Ultimately, like, I'm like 55 45 on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I wouldn't take it, but I'll say this like, really, and this is another simplistic thing. Just you have to come out like they're going to have to play their A game. They're going to have to play their A game from beginning to end. I would be floored if if like they can play their B game and win. So even if you take the ball or don't, like that, you're going to have to come out firing all, on all cylinders. And the flip side of taking a lead is I think it's crucially important that they don't fall behind early because if they do, like if the Chiefs get rolling, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, all right, number six. All right. So you, you know, I believe the interior wins the game, the quarterbacks win the game, all those things. But it's worth talking about all the matchups on the field and the matchups the Eagles have at wide receiver versus their corners, and then vice versa, is extremely lopsided. It just is. Like Snead is a very good corner on Kansas City, but ultimately they start two rookies on the outside. If you look at what they do, Snead moves around a little bit. Yeah, and one of them is a seventh round pick, no less. Watson, who's a, little, a yeah. seventh round pick. And who, by the way, is horrendous. Like, he is he is very bad if you look at his advanced stats. Now, Trent McDuffie is pretty good. He was, I think, 16th first in the league pick. this year. Yeah, he was yes. a first-round pick, like 20 And the Eagles, in the, the Eagles actually liked him a little bit. But 16th uh, in the league in coverage this year, per pro, according to Pro Football Focus. So, you know, roughly top half of the league or right in the middle there of starting corners, which is impressive as a rookie. Like, shout-out to him. He's had a good rookie year. But ultimately, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, like – they're just way better. They're way better. Now, way I, do better. Think you'll, I do think you'll see Snead move around. So I look like this year he played 589 snaps in the slot, 370 on the outside. So they do like to use him in the slot, but ultimately the number three receiver for the Eagles, there's just such a large difference between the number three and then the top mm-hmm. two. So I think you will see them put Snead on the outside more. We are talking about Watson. Watson has not played in the slot a ton. He plays on the outside almost exclusively. So I wonder if they're going to move McDuffie on the inside. And if they do that, like whoever Watson is up against has to win that battle. Like, mm-hmm. and they, and they're, they're able to do it. They have to do it. Like they have to dominate that battle. So I think the Eagles receivers have a very big advantage. And this goes back to the line, giving Jalen time to throw the ball. But if he, if they can give Jalen time to throw the ball, they can win their, their matchups on the outside against. Yeah. Him. And I would say the other way is an even bigger mismatch like Bradbury yeah, Slay exactly, yeah. Avante you know and the safety CJGJ and Epps against and obviously not Kelsey Kelsey's the one real weapon but like against you know MVS and we don't know if Juju's gonna play but Juju and all like that is a a real talent disparity and I will say now 
look, of course their receiving stats are going to be good when you look at how many points they put up. Obviously, they, they're going to have receivers that catch passes. Like, MVS's numbers were better than I expected. 687 yards, which doesn't blow you away. But what's wild is the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Alshon had like a little over 700 yards that mm -hmm. year during the regular season. Yeah. So, he, and also 16.4 yards per catch. Like, their receivers have done a good job. But, but... Like, it's Slay, it's Bradbury, and it's Avante. They should yeah. win these matchups. Like Big time. The way the Chiefs will move the ball is if Kelsey, if they just have no answer for Kelsey, and I'll be interested to see how, how they cover him. But the other way they'll do it is if they get the ball to their receivers in space and they're able just to, like, they miss tackles, like, all those things. Like, Jarek McKinnon, obviously a huge deal in the passing game. They don't throw it to, how do you pronounce his name? I always mess it up. Uh, the Isaiah. Oh, the Pacheco. 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 They don't throw it to him a ton, only 13 catches on the year, but he's very dangerous in space when he does have the ball. So the tackling will be huge. I mean, the linebackers could decide this game in the way that in terms of Kelsey and in terms of tackling these running backs in space. So pretty, pretty wild that we just talked about two seventh round rookies who will be playing meaningful, like starting yeah. in this game for the Chiefs is pretty crazy. And, and it's, pretty look, it's great. It's crazy in the way that you could flip it and go like, Wow, shout out to the Chiefs. Great picks. Good coaching job. Like that's what we'd be yeah. saying if it's the Eagles. But the yeah. other flip side of that is two seventh round seven, rookies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we said that about Brock Purdy all year, like or yeah. you know, all week. Yeah. He's a seventh rounder for a reason. So sure. um win the battles on the outside. I love uh, it. I think it's super important. Real quick before number seven, just to Scott in the chat. No one made the call on the matching white hoodies. This was pure luck your happenstance yeah so just it, it just shows how locked in we are is the real take i mean like elliot and i yeah. are like like vibing off each other so hard right now that we wore the same freaking outfit today okay look, on different the, sides of the country okay yeah it's a good point definitely different sides of the country yeah. um and look it's getting closer to the game so just like i'm feeling like the team is in in their best space we're in their best space we need we're the, in our the best chat. space the That's chat's amazing. the best it's been like everybody oh, is vibing on on a super level yeah. right now it's a great point um, super nice use of super there thank you appreciate you that. did that was good um all right number seven i touched on this a little bit but i had it as my seventh point so i guess i'll just say it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you, like, you build it as seven you kind of got to do seven yeah i gotta stick with seven <laughs> like Jalen has to be special and Jalen is capable of being special. Jalen this year has made big plays on big downs. I'll go back to the Niners game early on in the game third. And I think it was seven. I, it was the opening drive of the game, actually third and seven. They have the ball. They have to score a blitz comes to his face right in front of him. He lofts it over the, the blitzer gets it to AJ Brown who goes down and makes it like Jalen all year on third downs. And I should have looked these numbers up before I, I did it, but he's been really good on third downs this year. I don't care what the numbers say. I know what I've seen with my eyes. He has been extremely good this year on big money downs. And again, the, you know, he has been in the red zone because of how good the red zone offense is. So Jalen has to be special. Like they're going to pay Jalen a ton of money this year. We talked about the top of the pod, why he's worth that money. They need $50 million a year, a year, Jalen on Sunday. He doesn't have to be as good as Mahomes, but he has to be like, Again, 2017 Super Bowl. Tom Brady played outstanding. He probably, he probably in some ways played better than Foles. But you know what? Like Tom Brady's A plus game, Foles gave his A A A plus minus, whatever you want to call it game, right? Like he was right there with him. Jalen has to be special on key downs. Like he just absolutely has to be. And that that I mean, that's gonna what's decide the game to me. Ultimately, again, they're gonna be. 12 to 15 plays that are going to be massive plays and Jalen is going to have to step up on them. And I'll end it kind of with this too. Like, look, I've spent the last 24 hours defending Jalen against the entire world. So I think my, my days of saying I was wrong about Jalen, I probably, I probably done enough repents to, to make up for that. But ultimately like every time we think this dude's not going to do something, he does it every single time, like literally. So maybe, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but I, I just, I, I know he'll be special when he has to be. Yeah. And I never expect anything else. And look, I think the thing with Jalen that we could say, and, and we've seen in these two games is that his floor is so high in the sense that he's not going to, he's not going to lose the game. You know, he's not going to mm -hmm. make dumb decisions, make dumb mistakes that, or at least he has proven so far in these playoff games. Like he's not going to cost them games. He's going to do what it takes to move the offense down the field. And to your point, I think, I, I think it's good phrasing where like key downs, key throws, key yeah. plays, like 
He needs to make some big down third down conversions. He needs to make some big plays in the red zone. But I don't think it has to be Foles Brady type stuff. Like, because I think I agree that, with that. Yeah. Yeah. This team is so much better, I think, from top to bottom than the Chiefs that I just think, like, I think Mahomes can be the, the better quarterback in this game and the Eagles can still win, you know, not, I want to say like convincingly, but I think they can win the game, you know, comfortably somewhat, you know, where it's not like yeah. that, where, where Jalen can just play well. And and this team is so good. Jalen doesn't make mistakes, makes some key throws, some key runs and spots, and they're going to win the game type of thing, you know? Now, and look, I'm never going to say I would, you know, again, throwing the ball is my thing, right? So, but, but it's Your just fetish. one more game. It's my fetish. So if they have to come out, if they believe they can come out and run the ball, then come out and run the ball. Like, I don't care at this point. But, but even with that said, that still means there's going to have to be downs where they're going to have to throw the ball at a high level. And that's when, that's when every Jalen has to be special, but everyone has to be special. The offensive line has to block. Well, the receivers have to dominate on the outside. They have the ability to do it, right? They just have to go out and do it. And I think against the giants and the 49ers, they didn't have to play their A game to win. Like they played well. And that's why they won by a lot, but they didn't have to play their A game. They haven't had to play their A game. I'm trying to think like, I mean, I guess the Titans game, but even that was the Titans proved to not be well, that they, good. Like the Giants and Packers were after, but even then, I think that the best game they played all year was that Giants forty-eight to to twenty-two game. I think yeah. I think that was the the most complete, most dominant the Eagles have looked all season. The Titans games up there, there are a couple, but yeah, it's pretty wild when you think about the fact of how talented, how good this team is. That and look again, we've talked about year, but that's been Jalen's message, right? It's like every time they win, they're like. Could have been better. You know, we left money yeah, on the table. But... <laughs> you left food on the table. Like, it does feel like, you know, like, it does feel like with as dominant and as great that this team has been this year, that they could still reach another level. It does feel like they've not played a fully perfect top to bottom dominant game. Where and It feels like they could. They could. Like, this team is that freaking good to go out and just put up a 50 spot. Like, they won't in the they... Super Bowl, but I'm saying they could. Right. And they absolutely can. I'll be honest in saying that a hesitation I have is, are they ready to be pushed like this? Right. They've not been, I, now look, they could just come out and dominate. Like it certainly is possible, but, but I would be surprised, but it, it, it's possible. But I, I'm just really interested in seeing this team if they have to score again and again, just what that looks like and what it, what they'll, how they'll respond in the moment of being like the 2017 team did it. Remember, like they, they did it. They, they were pushed by the Patriots and they responded. I'll be very curious to watch and see how yeah. this team responds. All right. Um, tomorrow, uh, I believe we'll be recording at 2 o'clock, but not sure. We'll tweet it out. We're not 100% sure. We will let you know when. It'll either be like 8.20 in the Serial morning or Serial killer Richie is back. Oh, is he there? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy. Look at that. It's so creepy. So someone tweeted earlier that it looks like you're in a Russian submarine, and it looks like now it your guy has come yeah. to kill you. Yeah, so like I'm the submarine has. There he is. There you go. Look at him. I, I love that he's embraced the bit of being scary. Me too. It's great. It's good work, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, tomorrow recording, Saturday, one to three. I'll be at Parks. Elliot will be in Arizona on WIP. Sunday, yes. 10 to 12. Super Bowl Sunday on WIP. Super Bowl so we Sunday. will continue our streak. So wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Because that'll be, what's that going to be like uh, like 28 straight days we recorded or something like that? 26 straight days? Something like that. Because I know. Well, when was the Eagles last game of the season? Like, so I'll look yeah, it up. Hold on. Quick, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We can figure this, this out. This is going to be great easy. podcasting. This is Eagles, great. But I need bro. to know right now. Okay. So let's look at the calendar reference. here. So they <laughs> would. We're doing this different ways. I'm looking up the date on the pro football reference. So give me the date reason. of the last game. Because we started okay, that Okay, so the Monday, Niners. Right? Yeah. So the Giants game was on the 21st. So if the Giants game was on the 21st, that means we would have we started recorded, the 16th. We would have started the 16th. So it'd be so, one, so, two, three, so four, one, five, six, seven, nine, I 10, like 11, 12, counter. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. We're on the 25th straight day. We'll go. 26, 27, 28. 28. So I was like, right. I haven't done it. I said 28. Yeah. That's very well. All right. Off the top of your head, that's good. So that is a full month. We will be doing full a, month. A, a full month, four yeah. weeks straight of shows. Um, it's going to continue. It's been a blast. Bowl Sunday. We so got 45 awesome. people watching right now, by the way. And, and, and I love every single one of you with every bit know, of my the heart. Chat is, the chat is almost so good, it's distracting. I know. I almost want to not talk to you and just jump <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, and, and just hop driving. in the chat. Um, so. All right. Um, also, if you are around tonight, I will be in Westchester tonight at Barnaby's um, awesome place. Uh, 
Eagles tickets for the season, uh, home opener next year. We'll have a pair of those to give away. You get a free beer, also a free Miller Lite, uh, first rounds on them. So that'll be awesome. Uh, And then I will be places tomorrow night and Saturday night. Um, Check out Twitter, listen to the radio. I'll get all that stuff out there. I'll mention on the pod tomorrow. Um, And uh, and if you're in Arizona, me and Jack Fritz, look, I love Jack. I'm happy Jack's here. I wish it was James, of course, as well. It'd be fun to have you here. But me and Jack, Friday night, we're going to tweet it out. We're going to meet up at a bar, and we want anyone that's there to come Look meet up with us. Look at you. So we haven't picked the spot yet. I mean, I think we have, but we haven't completely confirmed. And it's not going to be like we're not telling the bar. We're just going to come with a t- hopefully a ton of people and just take it over. So we're going to tweet the time out. Come meet us. If worse comes worse, I'll just hang with Jack and talk. But I'm hoping a lot of people will come. So yeah, I'll be I need, I need, here's what I need. I need videos from multiple of you. Uh, if you're real ones, I'll we'll FaceTime James. No, oh, oh, yes. If you, please. if you come up to me and, and you come to me in Arizona at the bar and you say you're an auto downloader and look, I got to clear this with James, but maybe no, we'll I'm cool with it. James. I'm in, I'm in okay. now. I might be right. out doing events too, but we'll actually be late enough. Oh, that's I a good point. We'll figure it out. And Either it, way, and I'm look, fully in on this. If you go to an event, if you go to one of the James events, you can FaceTime me. Oh, buddy. Okay, so this is amazing. And then also, I need someone to send me a video of them heckling Fritz about saying go birds. Like, uh, it's a good enough. Point. Everyone go enough. up to James. Uh, everyone yes. go up to Jack and say go birds. Yeah. And say go birds and say, say it back, dude. Give me a go <laughs> yeah, birds. That's a good one. Force all him right. to say go birds. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, final thought for you before I dive into my, you're not going to know it thing. Yeah. So this isn't a great final thought, but I've noticed that the earlier I wake up, like the more swollen my face is. And I know it's cause I had a really like salty meal last night. I had like this <laughs> Korean barbecue that was freaking fire. I literally stayed in just to get it, but there's nothing worse than waking up and just having my, and like, I'm, we've talked about this, but you know, like with your wedding ring, like the more swollen your hand is, sure. like, that's my go-to indication to see how swollen, like I'll like check that. So anyway, I want to buy like a ice, kind of like the lint roller. Kristen mm-hmm. has this thing she uses on her face to like make it swell down. Emily has one. that too. So yeah, it's I might funny. buy one. It's funny. I've never once thought about this. I don't check my ring. I don't, I, you've like, you'll mention, I could tell like when right. it comes off, but like, I Not never, even when you drink, wow, never, I never think about that stuff. I never think about it, my swelling or how am I reacting? That's We're just my problem. Like I, way. yes, yeah. we are. We, we are like polar opposite. Like, like we talk about food too. Like I never, I never, when I eat something, I never think about the repercussions. I'm never like, I don't really nice. have Must tons nice. of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not too bad. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Elliot. Do you know what Chekhov's gun is? <laughs> of course not. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> check, check off's gun. Is Chekhov's that like the gun. whole phrase? That feels like yes. an incomplete sentence. Checks check off gun. <laughs> is it two words or three? Chekhov's gun. Anton Is check off a name? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. He was a playwright. His name was Anton Chekhov. And my okay. final thought today, and I'm this one's for the for the for the movie nerds, or for really for me, and maybe my brother. I think Peter will appreciate this one. Though I'm sure Peter's gonna have some real um, I think he's probably gonna like hate the way I'm phrasing it. Cause I'm probably not um this is not as 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 um buttoned up as it should be. But I think Chekhov's gun is the uh most consistently correct and useful narrative principle in storytelling boom okay. so that is my chat someone in the so chat so would you said, like me to tell you what Chekhov's gun is the idea yeah. of what so Chekhov's gun is a narrative principle it comes from the concept that Anton Chekhov believed that everything in a story must have a purpose so like yes. the idea being that if there's a gun early in a movie that is featured and it's like oh look at this gun blah 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 that that gun will have to have a purpose in the story at some point or another you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't always play out this way. There are people like Ernest Hemingway used to like to put, you know, um, things in his stories that had nothing to do with anything and all that. But but for the most part, and think about this moving forward, and you're watching movies and stuff, think about me and think about Chekhov's gun. Think about this, Elliot. When you're watching a movie, whether it's Chekhov's gun, whether it's Chekhov's phone, whether it's Chekhov's uh, phone call, whether it's like th- ju- it you can't watch movies and not think about Chekhov's gun moving forward when you watch. So all these things have purposes. When you watch a movie and you see these, this flowers is there for a reason. They comment on it and they point it out. That's going to come back into play in the movie and the TV and whatever you're watching. Shout out to Chekhov's gun narrative principle that, that is applicable in every single thing you watch. All right. So you want my take on this? Yes. 
like I hate it. This is just a consistent spoiler now. Like literally every movie I watch now, I'm gonna be like, oh well, like there's that. So I guess how that's do you how not do this end. already? You don't watch well, movies. I try and to, say, like, I try to figure gonna... it out. I try to figure it out, but I just the, to me, this is another example, and I guess it maybe applies to TV shows too. But why TV shows are just way better than movies? Like everybody just knows there's well, this rule that if you see the gun, it, it applies in TV shows too. It applies. You in made everything. it seem like a movie thing. But maybe I'm wrong. It is a narrative principle. It is a narrative principle. The idea that that if something is pointed out in a story, there has to be a purpose for that thing being pointed out. There's a reason that you are are learning about these things in a narrative because otherwise, why put it there if you're telling a story? So I'm going to make this promise to you. Are you ready? Yes. I am going to use this phrase related to an Eagles football thing at some point. I don't know when. I don't know how. But Chekhov's gun will be used when I'm making a football point at some point. Yes. And shout out to Andrew. It was a very esoteric final thought. I've had check. Here's my random notes and thoughts. This one was for me. I've had Chekhov's gun at the top of my notes there <laughs> forever. Oh, I also, for those who just saw it, Zoe offered me $100 to play with her dollhouse last night to play with her and her dollhouse. And she was she like, understands what she was like, will you is. play with my dolls? I was like, ah, give me a minute. And I always play with her. She's like, I'll give you $100. I was like, oh, really? I was like, money up front. <laughs> She goes, here's hundred dollars. I'm like, this is fake. I'm like, I can give you a real hundred dollars. I'll play with your dog. <laughs> James is like, that's more than my going rate anyway. So of course, that's I'll true. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this one's for you, Scott. There it is. There it is. It. I think what Love they it. need is uh, the final show before the game. They need like the table slam. Pure table yeah. slamming. Okay. So yeah, and we'll get the pot up after the final show before the game, so people can listen. But oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Um, all right, buddy. Yeah, I got to go do my meeting. You got stuff to do, yeah. I'm sure. Start your day. Again, thank you to everyone who is tuning in here. It is like our highlight. Thank you to everyone for letting me be esoteric. I, 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 that one yeah, was, was good. I learned a phrase. And yeah. you learned a phrase. I'm excited to see what Peter thinks about it. Um, shout out to everyone. Seriously, everyone in this chat, I love you with all my heart. Uh, unbelievable. Rate, review the pod, auto downloader, all that awesome stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, he's out of